Welcome to the To Be Honest podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Matthew, who is a 14-year-old from San Jose who experienced mental health challenges after the passing of his mom four years ago. Growing up, he lived a sheltered life, which didn't quite prepare him for this tragic event. Today, he is here to share his experience with grief and how he takes care of his mental health. So welcome to the podcast, Matthew. Hello. It's nice to be on something for once. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being here. Um, to get started, I like to ask every guest, uh, to be honest, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm all right. Not really nervous, just kind of, I guess, antsy. Never really done anything like this before. Yeah. Well, hopefully I can make you feel, you know, relaxed and, and ready to, to just kind of chat about your experience with, with mental health and grief and stuff like that. Um, so I did want to talk about um, your mental health um, and ask if there was a specific incident or life experience that triggered your mental health challenges. Um, it was definitely the passing of my mom, but before I had, um, I don't know, I never thought that like I was the same in the head. I was always not advanced, but I thought a lot more than the other kids uh, my age. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm just smarter because that's what everyone would tell me. Um, but I wasn't like academically smart or thinking. I was thinking about how do these people see me? Um, so I always kind of had it, but I wasn't aware of it until after my mom's passing, which was when everyone in my family kind of had that realization that, oh, we all have issues. Yeah. Did, were you ever diagnosed with a specific um, health issue or illness, or were you just kind of under the assumption that you were going through something and it was different than other people? I was never diagnosed with anything because um, most of the people in my family didn't understand it, so they didn't think it needed uh, a diagnosis. They just thought it was the shock of the incident itself. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what were some of the first ex uh, symptoms that you experienced regarding grief? I think it took a, a long time to set in, maybe like a month or so, but uh, it, it started up as just anger. I was always kind of upset at everything that was more positive or just things that had that were just better than the situation I was in. I think I was just always upset at that because uh, most kids at my school had had their parents and had things that were just you know, standard life. And I didn't have that. So I was just, I think I was just upset with them. Yeah. And from there, did it, how long did it take to like morph over time into other feelings? Was it like a month or a year or what was that like? Um, it, it, I think it um, finally changed when I moved out of my mom's house and went to live with my dad. Um, that's when I realized that I was only upset because I was always in the place that had sparked the whole incident. So when I left, I began to think more about what I was feeling and how it was affecting me. Yeah. And was there a certain way that you coped with your feelings? Like, were you supported by friends and family or were you um, kind of like self-managing your symptoms of grief? Um, for a while, I had my family for about, I'd say, a year after the, the passing. But then either... Uh, everyone moved on or they had their own issues that they went to deal with alone. So I, I wasn't fully alone. I had my brother who was aware and I had my sister who um, ran a wellness, ran a wellness company. So she was, 
she'd always been aware of mental health issues. And I had those two to help me, but um, re, um, it's, I wasn't like on my own, but it did feel like I had a lot less people than I should have. Yeah, especially during a difficult time like that. Did you feel as though you could reach out to anyone for help? I'm not sure. That was the, uh, I think that was the thing I had to figure out on my own. Did you, um, I mean, did you feel comfortable like talking to friends at all? Was this like a subject that you were open to sharing with friends or was it something that you, like you, like you just said, like it was something that you just kind of kept to yourself? I had my sister who I talked to about with, I talked to her about the issues that I was feeling and she recommended that I Mm -hmm. should see a therapist, which um, I did try a few times and I didn't really like it, but it's just how uh, I didn't like the feeling of telling my problems to somebody that I didn't really know. Like that was their job, but it was always uncomfortable for me. Do you feel like things would have been different if you, you did feel comfortable reaching out to, to your friends about what you're going through? Like, do you think you would have um, like sought help sooner or do you, yeah. Well, I think it might've been a bit different, but um, none of my friends really understood the situation or they didn't go through it. So they couldn't help me much, but they were aware of it and they wanted to help me. I just, mm-hmm. I don't think I wanted to take help. I think I just wanted to move on and not have to deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, if someone say at your age was going through something similar, what is one piece of advice that you would give them? I would, um, I'd tell them that um, there's at least one person that would understand and there's one person that is willing to help you. Um, it, as hopeless as it can feel, there's always somebody out there who's wanting to help and can understand the your feelings. Yeah, definitely. I think that's so important to to know that even in those tough times, like it is hard to talk about some things with, with people, especially like close friends and family, but those are the people that are there to support you and help you. Um, so I do want to talk about what has helped you to get to where you are today and the point in your grief journey. Um, so what are some of the steps that you took to take care of your mental health during this time? I, I, um, I wanted to surround myself with a lot more positive things um, because my family was kind of negative around the time and they still kind of are, but they're better um, at being more optimistic. So I wanted to, to be around like, like positive people or just kind of, get away from all the darkness. Uh, So I made new friends who had all gone through similar situations and we, and we've all kind of, we've all connected through that and we're all, uh, all three of us are really good friends and I'm just, I'm glad that I have them. Um, And other things where I just tried to take the skills or the, the hobbies I had and, try to use those to get my feelings out or just let people know that like how I was feeling through art or writing. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, part of, to be honest is all about, you know, using creative platforms to kind of express yourself. So I feel like that's a great way to, 
to um, kind of work through like the motions of what you're feeling. Uh, I, I like that you pointed out that community is so important, like finding those three friends, you know, like it may take some time to find those people, but I think that's so important, especially when you're dealing with something like grief um, t- to find people that can relate to you. So, um, are there um, activities that you do? And I kind of mentioned like writing and art, but are there things that you do like on a daily basis that to maintain your mental health, like yoga or meditation or st- stuff like that? Um, my sister uh, introduced me to a lot of breathing techniques um, that can help, you know, calm someone if they're, if they're panicking or they're just like really upset, just very emotional. Um, she taught me a few of those mm-hmm. and I don't use them too often. But I, I do have those that I could use if I need it, if I really needed to. It's nice having those like tools in your back pocket to always like, you know, use if you need them. Um, I have kind of a deep, <laughs> deep question that I don't, you don't have the answer to it, but I'm just curious if you've ever thought about um, how can we as a community address death in a more positive way? Because I know that death, like you kind of mentioned, is such a dark topic. Um so I'm wondering how you see a way for us to address death in a more positive light. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't uh, personally, I don't think that there is a way to portray death in a positive light. I think we could get to a neutral or maybe a, a high, a high neutral, but I don't know if we could ever get it to a positive type of situation just because of the amount of feeling that you would feel if you lost someone close to you. Yeah, definitely. I could totally see that. I think even in like, in celebrating someone's life, there is still those heavy feelings, like those dark feelings. So it is difficult to address it in a positive way. So I think you're completely right on that. Um, And then what would you suggest other teens or young adults do to maintain their mental health? Um, Definitely, definitely get a therapist or at least someone who understands and can help you. Uh, I don't have a therapist at the moment. I'm working on uh, my family. My dad is trying to get me uh, an in-person therapist because I would only do, because when I wanted to try therapy, it was right when the pandemic started. So I only had phone calls and, and like texting. And I think that if I had someone physical to talk to, it would be a lot easier. Um, that's that. I think that's why I don't have one right now. But if you can't get a therapist, definitely get close friends or just people that do understand and either will help take your mind off the thing or will help you, you know, improve or at least move on from the situation that you would be going through. I think that's great advice. Yeah. But having that community and those friends are super important. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing your your story and, and your experience with grief. Um, we haven't touched on this topic before on the podcast. I think it'll be really interesting for all of our listeners to hear your journey. Um, and I just wanted to give you the opportunity if you want to share like social media handle or something if people want to reach out to you, where can people go to learn more about you? I have an Instagram. I don't, it's a lot of, I don't post a lot of like, uh, you know, like awareness to mental health, mostly because my my dad does check it and he doesn't, I don't think he understands um, like how open the internet can be. Definitely. I don't, I definitely don't think he understands because he's, you know, a bit of an older person, but um, you know, there's just, 
I do just post like random arts writings that I do, uh, situations that I get into. Um, I feel like that would be the one thing that I would want people to follow me on just because it's where I do the most things. What's your handle? Uh, it is uh, Moon Mayhem 84, except Mayhem is spelled M A Y H A M because I spelt it wrong when making it and I never fixed it. <laughs> I like it. Okay. We can always share that in the episode show notes if people want to go follow you and check out your art. That's where they can go. Uh, so thank you so much for being on the podcast again. It was great talking to you, and I hope we can connect again in the future. Yeah, I do too. This was um, it's an interesting experience. I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later, Matthew. The To Be Honest podcast is a creative platform that enables youth and young adults to share their personal experience with mental health to help normalize the conversation around this often taboo topic. To Be Honest is a program of Momentum for Health and is supported by District 4 Inventory Funds, Republic Urban Properties, and BetterHelp. To learn more about To Be Honest, visit tobehonest.today or check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The To Be Honest podcast is hosted and edited by Avery Cruz, as well as edited by Peyton Dillahay. Music for the podcast was created by Julia Steele. For more information, check out the episode show notes in the streaming platform of your choice. Happy listening!